Welcome to ABC Gotham, your podcast about fun, weird New York City history, where we go on topics according to the alphabet. I am your host, Kathleen. With me is your co-host, my co-host, Kate. Hi, everybody. And this week we are on the letter K. What do we have this week, Kate? Well, if we, we felt like we've been going a little dark, so we thought we'd give you guys something a little lighter this week, and this week right. we're going to talk about The Kiss, the famous photograph by Alfred Eisenstadt uh, mm-hmm. that was taken in Times Square on v, VJ Day, which is Victory Over Japan Day. Yes, The Kissing Sailor is the, is the photograph we're talking about today. This is such a great picture, Kate. It's pretty amazing. Like, I went to art school, and uh, mm-hmm. I really zeroed in on composition and, mm-hmm. you know, light versus dark. And just that this photo, you have the nurse in the front who's just completely dressed in white, even with the white mm-hmm. stockings and shoes, mm-hmm. and the sailor behind her who is just all in dark. It's just a really nice contrast mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. great composition. That's it. And there were sailors kissing girls and nurses and everyone all over the country. But this one, you know, even the photographer was saying he saw a sailor in dark clothing. He was approaching a woman in white clothing. The photographer was like, all right, I'm ready. It's pretty amazing, actually, because to look at this photo and see what a great photographer Alfred Eisenstadt was, there's actually another version of this photo taken by someone else, which we'll talk about in just a bit. Mm-hmm. and. Just to see how each, I mean, each, both photographers caught the same kiss, the same two people, but mm-hmm. just the different compositions, where they chose to crop the photo, it's, it's pretty, it's, it shows like what an amazing photo this is. And it's pretty iconic. I think it's a pretty iconic photo, but I also think it's amazing to see Times Square, you know, in 1945 as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. So just just looking at any of old time New York photos, and of course anyone who's listened to the show and checked out our Facebook site have seen lots and lots of old time New York photos. But yeah, it's amazing to see the background and how the buildings are sort of low, and it's it ain't the Times Square we have today, that's for sure. Definitely not. Actually. Even though there's obviously a celebration going on, it kind of looks a little cleaner than modern day. It looks quite a bit cleaner, in fact. Yeah, not as much gum on the ground, for one thing. Pretty gross. Well, I figured we would go back to the beginning, kind of set mm-hmm. up all the different things that what had to go into motion in order for this photograph to even exist. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll start with Alfred Eisenstadt. Mm-hmm. So Alfred Eisenstadt is a German-American photographer. He's born in what was West Prussia in Imperial Germany in 1898, but moves to Berlin when he's still really little, in about 1906. And he kind of is always fascinated by photography and really starts taking pictures when he's 14. Hmm. And his career kind of, you know, it's his, it spans his whole life. He mm-hmm. becomes doesn't become a professional photographer until 1929, but... He really takes some amazing, amazing photographs. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll try to put some of these up. He mm-hmm. did a, uh, an amazing photograph where there's a meeting of Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini, mm. which is, it's kind of creepy knowing what's going to happen Like when you see this photograph. How was he even in the room at the time? And actually, he took an amazing photograph 
along the same vein of Goebbels, mm-hmm. where um, he's Goebbels is actually scowling at the camera, and it's because Me. he knows that Eisenstadt is a Jew. <laughs> so it's a little. There's a few photographs that are really amazing that he was able to take them and just. Especially that story, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's 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 kind of there's underlying creepiness to some of those. Sure. But he definitely takes photographs of a lot of famous people. He's famous for some Sophia Loren and Ernest Hemingway. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got a lot of photographs on life. You know, he goes all the way through the first Bush uh, president. Oh wow! And. You know, he's just around. He's and he really... was one of the first staff photographers for life, right? Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. And just some ideas he had in terms of photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did this famous photograph of a waiter on the ice rink at the Grand Hotel, which sounds pretty amazing mm-hmm. by itself. And he knew the only way to be able to make sure the image of the waiter going by was sharp was to have him go by a chair. So there's like a chair in the front uh. that he actually focused on so that you can still have the waiter. So it's pretty amazing. We'll try to put it up on mm-hmm. the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So everybody should go check it out. Definitely. It's just his ideas on photography and he really tried to keep everything as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. clean, beautiful photographs that are still around today that we still look at as being mm-hmm. amazing. He's called the father of photojournalism. Mm. And he really believed in like minimal equipment as well. So it's just like really most of them, him and a camera. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was doing in Times Square that day. He knew something was going on. He knew exactly what was, he knew what had just happened with the victory of for Japan being announced. And he was in the right place at the right time with his little camera and could really, mm-hmm. he would really go places, stand there and let things happen around him. A lot mm-hmm. of people said that you almost didn't know he was in the room. He kind of just worked so quiet. Nice. Nice. That's a great way to get candid pictures, but it's really hard to do is you're basically invisible. You've got to make yourself invisible. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Well, mm-hmm. Kathleen, what were they celebrating in Times Square on that day? Oh. So I will give a little bit of the background of what is actually happening in this picture. Obviously, um, what I knew before we started researching this was the end of the war, and there was an announcement, and the the celebration was just everywhere. So just to be a little more specific, it was we were looking at a picture of VJ Day, Victory Over Japan Day. So uh, just to give you some information about Victory Over Japan, there are a couple, there are two different dates that actually different nations recognize this happening. One is August 15th or 14th, that has to do with time zones, which is the date of the initial announcement of Japan's surrender. The other is September 2nd, which is the day that the actual surrender documents were signed. So it's interesting, what we are looking at in the photo is August 15th in Times Square, literally, but the official day that this is recognized in the U.S. is September 2nd, the day they officially recognize it in the U.K., for some reason, is August 15th. So we've got those two different dates, um, but the the photo is actually in August. So they're wearing all these heavy clothes and, like, she's got these tights on in August. Good for them, but that's what they had to do. The thing about VJ Day is that that was the end of the war for good. What had happened earlier, three months earlier, when the Axis powers surrendered uh, in Europe, that was VE Day, so Victory in Europe Day. 
that's why it took the surrender of the Japanese was the huge, huge celebration because that was the actual end of the war. Presumably, the reason that this particular sailor was so happy is that his brother was a prisoner of war in Japan. And so hearing uh-huh, that the Japanese that... surrendered, his knew his brother, his, his brother was going to get out. But that depends on whose story you believe. Yeah, right. The exactly. Is. There are a number of people who claim to be the sailor, and of course, it depends on which which one we are talking about. But uh, but that's the the difference between VJ Day versus VE Day, and and why that's what it's called. I kind of wish we celebrated August fifth. I mean, I understand the the finalization of signing the surrender documents, but I kind of think August fourteenth would be a better day to celebrate on because it's the day that the war was over. You should write a letter. I, or I could move to Europe. And <laughs> or you could move to the, the UK, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could. Uh, yeah, this is a totally spontaneous event. Just mm-hmm. President Truman announces at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. that, and of course it's August, 7 p.m., it's still light outside, which when you right. see the photo, it's definitely light outside. It's still daytime. Mm-hmm. That uh, it's 7 p.m., President Truman said, you know, the war is over, Japan is officially surrendered, so mm-hmm. people just run out in the street, which actually makes me think about when President Obama was elected, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. the, like, celebrations on the street, just still like running out on the street. Granted, this is a much bigger, yeah. I don't know, they're both pretty big events. but They're pretty big. I, I, I'm going to go with this being a little bit bigger. I'm going to yeah. go with this being, at the end of a world war is much bigger. Yeah. But yeah, people just run out onto the street. Mm-hmm. And the original people... flash mob. I, uh, that's they, right. I said oh, it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> the original flash mob. They, uh, yeah, uh, some one of the people who said that this could be... He could be the sailor. Was in a movie theater, and mm-hmm. it came out. The war is over. Run out on the street. So it, it it seems even more amazing that this photo happened. Just that it was happy coincidence that Alfred Eisenstadt is in Times Square, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whoever this nurse and the sailor are were in their Times Square. And you know, you just have these people who don't know each other come together at one point in a huge city, and you end mm-hmm. up, actually, that point is 45th Street, looking north, where seven, right where 7th and Broadway converge. So this mm-hmm. one point where all these streets converge, you have three people who don't know each other kind of coming together to make this memorial, to memorialize this moment, kind of mm-hmm. for all time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And here's one interesting thing about this photograph. Before we get into, like, who was in it, we, we obviously we know... Alfred Einstein was the was the photographer, um, and we'll get into the controversy of like you know who who the picture actually is, which is so interesting because you don't see their faces, and so this it's the only yeah. reason that this controversy is even possible. But at any rate, um, I read in one blog the three principles should have been dead. This photo never should have happened. This is a really interesting thing right. if you think about it. So the photographer Alfred Einstein. His World War I regiment was wiped out at the Battle of Verdun. The woman in the picture is a Jewish woman, and her family died in Auschwitz. And the sailor, hundreds of his mates drowned in Typhoon Cobra. So what this says, somewhat dramatically, but it's true. Despite forces that plotted to kill them all, somehow they lived to cross paths in Times Square on the day World War II ended. That's pretty amazing. It's really amazing, yeah. Well, 
before we get into the people, which mm-hmm. I know you guys are sitting on the edge of your seat to find out who they are, um, we have a second photo, uh, which really will show you what an amazing photographer, as we've said, Alfred Eisenstadt is. It's just a slightly different angle, and it's so amazing that somebody else, the people were kissing like all over the place. And it's amazing that another photographer was there to take the exact same photo at the same moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a U.S. Navy photojournalist named Victor Jorgensen. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Um, Jorgensen captured, he, he took another picture at the same time, and it's just slightly different, and I don't think it's as good a photo. Not quite. No, no. But along the lines of, K, hey, it's also called Kissing, this is Kissing the War Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, for a while, Eisenstadt has all of his photos protected by copyright for a really long time, mm-hmm. and because this is a Navy, a Navy photograph, technically, because he, Jorgensen, worked for the Navy, U.S. Navy, it's public domain, so I think a lot of times when they wanted to use the Eisenstadt photo but couldn't, you could use this photo mm-hmm, of... Mm-hmm. Which is still the exact same moment. It's still the great contrast, but yeah, it's a little bit off to the side. It's it's not quite as great a shot. You don't see like Times Square in the background, but no, you get a little bit, a, but you don't. It's still an it, amazing. It could be picture. any street in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be any street in any city in this photograph. Whereas before, That's it's true. It's, it's very true. obviously Times Square. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. All right, Kate. Who were they? This is where it gets difficult. It's very nice to see... It, this photo is amazing because you don't see their faces and it could be anyone. Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that it's... These three people come together, they never see each other again, presumably, and just kind of go their own ways. It's, they just come together for this one moment to kiss and then they go on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The story from Eisenstadt is that he's walking through the crowds, he's just taking pictures, looking for the best shot, and he noticed a sailor kind of coming his way, and he's grabbing, and Eisen said that he says that he sees this sailor grabbing, like, every woman on the street and kissing <laughs> all of I them. I love it. This is my I favorite. I love it. Whoever the sailor is, is kissing, mm-hmm. you know, young girls, old ladies. Mm-hmm. And Eisenstadt says that he's noticed this nurse dressed all in white. Mm-hmm. And he focused on her because he's hoping, well, this guy's dressed, this is him thinking, he's dressed all in black. This nurse is all in white. This would be an amazing mm-hmm. photograph. So I'm just going to stand mm-hmm. here and see if he comes this way. You know, if Which if, is this sort of brilliant thing that I guess photographers have to do is they have to kind of Think about what's going to be a technically a good photo and kind of anticipate what's going to happen and get ready for that. It's amazing and it worked this time. It totally did. Mm-hmm. And just like you wanted, the sailor comes along and kisses the nurse or grabs the nurse, which actually the right. photo, he really is grabbing her, grabs the yeah. nurse, kisses her, and then moves on. Apparently, he did take a few photos, which is what mm-hmm. I don't think we'll be able to find the other photos, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. possibly keep keep an eye on our Facebook page. Maybe if we find them, we'll post sure. them. He, and then the nurse and the sailor walk their own ways. Isaac keeps going, doing his thing. Mm-hmm. He did say if 
the girl hadn't been a nurse, if she'd been wearing dark clothes, mm-hmm. he would never have taken that picture. There'd be no point, really. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that's that's Eisenstadt's story. And now mm-hmm. we kind of get into who are these people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have um, a woman named Edith Shane, who mm-hmm. is the woman that Eisenstadt says, yes, this is the nurse. But there's still controversy when it comes to that. Is there? I thought the bulk of the controversy is about the sailor. There is, but there is another woman who says she's ah. the woman mm. in the photo. Well, Edith, wouldn't you? Jeez. I would. I'm surprised yeah. there's not more That was me, by the way, orange. everyone. It was me. I, it was I, me. I, I was that nurse. I, I don't I'm, think you were born. I'm 96 years old right now. One small thing about the nurse that I love is those stockings mm. that have the lines up the back. And it's, you can only see them in the navel photographer in the Jorgensen photo. You can't see it too well in the uh in the Yeah, other one. I, I looked really close because I was like, are she, is she really wearing and she is. Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I love those stockings. Yeah. In case great. anyone is curious. My stockings, I should say. They're my stockings. They're your stockings because you those are, are my favorite pair of stockings. Yeah. Because yes. I'm her. Yes. Um well Edith Shane apparently wrote to Eisenstadt in the nineteen seventies Mm-hmm. She came forward and said, hey, I'm the nurse in your photo. Why you would wait until the 1970s to come forward? Who knows? Excellent question, but whatever. Well, And the thing is, at the time, Eisenstadt didn't have time to stop and say, hey, what are your names? It hey, was just this moment crazy, that he right? caught and then kept going. Mm-hmm. And he, didn't, he wouldn't even known until later how magnificently it turned out, right? No, not a, and it it really was just like one photo of many that he took, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. an editor was like, "This is it. This is that's the one. Yeah, an amazing photo." He and it actually was published along with lots of photos of people kissing, and this mm-hmm. was just the one that was kind of became so iconic. And honestly, it's the only good one. Uh, go to the Facebook page; we'll have posted some of the. The Chicago ones, and the D.C. ones, and San Francisco ones, and and they're they're just not as good. And you'll see what I'm talking about when you take a look. Yeah, well, she was a nurse at the time. She was I working. She was a in dental something? hygienist. What's that? I thought she was a dental hygienist. Nope, that's the other one. Oh, that's the other one. Okay, continue. She was actually working as a nurse, and a mm-hmm. friend who she was working with heard on the radio that the war was over, which would be mm-hmm. amazing. She and her friend left for Times Square, mm-hmm. and she said she was, to celebrate, she said she was just walking along. Oh, my favorite quote is that she says, where else does a New Yorker go? Yeah. Yeah. Um, where else do you go? I, I, I don't go to Times Square, but... I never go there, right? <laughs> Look at the did. pictures! It wasn't this filthy back then, so, yeah. yeah. true. Um, well, she... She said she was just kind of standing there, and the sailor came along and grabbed her, kissed her, and then they kept going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's her story. And mm-hmm. she... She says it's her. Uh, there are some... There's a bit of controversy, because there's another woman... Named mm-hmm. Greta Friedman. There's also a third woman named Barbara Sokol, but I couldn't find too much on her. But another mm. woman named Greta Friedman also says that it's her. She was a dental hygienist at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the one. And we've had one of our sailors who have come forward saying, oh, it's definitely Greta Friedman. 
Mm. Oh, okay. Which okay. it's a similar. I mean, it's a it's a still a white uniform. It's a woman who is. She said she was in Times Square at the time. She this, probably, and I don't doubt any of this. I mean, it is possible that every single person who comes forward is completely honest. And I was there that day, and I was in that outfit. Yeah, they're uniforms. A lot of people are in that outfit. Right. Well, one of the guys who came forward, George Mendoza, and I'm mm-hmm. sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name. He says that it's definitely that Miss Friedman is it. And we've had mm. some independent forensic experts and photographic analysts and people. Isn't that funny? There's, there's people who their actual job is to scrutinize photos and look at bone structure of people and assess whether it's them in the photo. It's very strange that it's been such a controversy for such a long time. Mm. Well, I mean, Edith Shane is accepted for for a very long time, since the late 70s. Eisen says, mm-hmm. yes, this is her. So she's accepted as the woman in the photo for a long time. This, guy's, this guy who really thinks he's the sailor in the photo, he says, no, she's definitely... She, Greta Friedman is the woman. They've done parades together, saying mm. they're the ones... I think they actually dated for a little while. Uh, much, I much think later. I'd, yeah, I knew that about one of the, one of the couples, yeah. Uh, Mendoza, this guy that I was just mentioning with Miss Friedman, Mrs. Friedman, he's actually, this guy, George Mendoza, is actually the guy who's filed lawsuits against Life magazine. Mm. He says he saw an ad where the magazine was selling prints of the photo that had been signed by Eisenstadt, and they were selling mm. for $16,000. What? Yep. And that's when he hired a lawyer. Because he wanted all the copies of all six photos of Eisenstadt mm. that apparently, oh, sorry, there were six photos taken that day. Okay. He wanted copies of all of them, which seems a little... Copies, okay, no big deal. You're yeah, in the so photo, what? but you didn't take the photo. Yeah, but if he just wants copies, okay. I thought he was his suit was about use of his image without his authorization. It's that and... as well. He's also, mm. he didn't like, he says, I'm the sailor. And it, I, he wanted money as well because he says, mm-hmm. I'm the sailor in this photo. You know, I didn't know I was giving away my image. Mm. He's very upset. He gets, he has people from everywhere mm-hmm. trying to authenticate him being the sailor. He has people, he has a dean of, Art at Yale University, Richard Benson, comes forward mm-hmm. and says, this is definitely the guy. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently, in one of the unfo- unpublished photos, there's mm-hmm. a benign cyst on the sailor's arm that matches yeah. Mendoza's. He, he, he really pays a lot of money to go to a lot of places to authenticate that he's the sailor. And I believe he's the one who took multiple lie detector tests, right? He did. He did. And, and passed. Like, he passed six lie detector tests. And Okay. I mean, but lie detector- <laughs> we don't doubt you were there. <laughs> we don't doubt that you probably photographed. You probably kissed a bunch of girls. Yeah, it could be him. It could yeah. be. I mean, Kathleen, who do you have else in terms of sailors who've come forward? Mendoza... Certainly seems like it might be him, but then Carl Muscarello also has a pretty, 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 
pretty solid evidence saying it's him. Edith Shane initially believed it was Muscarello. Oh, that's who dated. Edith Shane. Oh, right. Edith Shane and Carl and Muscarello. Muscarello. So it's very cute. Nurse number one and and sailor potential number two are the ones who dated briefly. Um, Carl Muscarello, a retired police officer, NYPD. He lives in Florida, and he claims to be the sailor. Let's see. This is the one whose mother called him to say, this has got to be you in the photograph. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He says he was drunk. He doesn't have a clear memory of his (laughs) actions in the square. A third guy, Glenn McDuffie. Uh, consulted the Houston Police Department forensic artist Lois Gibson. She compared his ears, facial bones, hairline, wrist, knuckles, and hand, compared them to Eisenstadt's picture, and she says, I could tell just in general that, yes, it's him. So she had him replicate the pose, and McDuffie, Glenn McDuffie, is the one who passed five polygraph tests confirming his claim to be the man. Of course, a polygraph test is not admissible in court and wouldn't really prove anything anyway. Well, and the difference is some some of the, the kissers, mm-hmm. kissers, how they say they come across the woman, the, the sailor, essentially. Usually, whoever the nurse is says, mm-hmm. I was just standing there, a sailor came up and kissed me, which mm-hmm. is exact, doesn't conflict with what Eisenstadt said. Mm-hmm. But you've got all these... All these kissers, the sailors, who kind of, it's its its hard to believe it's any of them, because they all kind of contradict what Eisenstadt says. Hmm. Me- meaning the approach, or what? All right, well, George Mendoza says he had, he had been drinking. Mm-hmm. They're all drinking. They're all drinking. He just says he remembers seeing a nurse... On his left. He doesn't say anything about grabbing other women and kissing them. He mm-hmm. just says he saw a nurse, he was excited, he grabbed her, he kissed her, and kept going. But he mm-hmm. he doesn't say, oh, and he's the one that says it's got to be him because his future wife is in the background. Apparently he mm. was with his fiancée, I believe, yeah. and... They leave the theater, and he kisses this nurse, which is strange because his fiance is in the background. Yeah. And he says, it's definitely her, and that's how you can tell it's him. Mm-hmm. And that's actually pretty good pretty good proof. I mean, if that's his wife in the background, and right. she says, yeah, he went and kissed some other girl right in front of me, and he says, yeah, I kissed some other girl right in front of her, and there she is in the photo, that's actually that's pretty good Good evidence. Raises another question of what kind of dick kisses another girl in front of his fiance. Actually, his date, his future wife. I don't know if they were engaged at the time. But come on, shithead, you know? You can't put shithead on the podcast. <laughs> I can put whatever I want on my podcast. <laughs> um, which is, is this the guy who says that, like, his brother was. Or he'd no. been in he'd been in war and all these nurses had been saving and he just wanted to thank the nurses or something. So it is Glenn McDuffie, the one who had the forensic artist. He's the one whose brother was a was a prisoner of war. And he's the one who started jumping up and down and was super happy about that. 
And this forensic artist, Lois Gibson from the Houston Police Department, also analyzed photographs of the other men who have claimed to be the sailor, including Muscarello and also Mendoza. And this forensic artist reports that neither of those men's facial bones or other features match those of the sailor in the photograph. Yeah, so there's there's just so many people who've come forward. There's so many reasons for kissing. There's just, I'm so happy the war is over, and mm. I, I want to thank the nurses, so I'm going to kiss this woman. Or it's just the, like, random stumbling through Times Square drunk and mm-hmm. grabbing a woman and kissing her in front of your fiancé. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're ever really going to know who who these people are. Mm-hmm. It's and it's it's really not important. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an interesting controversy. People have written books, and it's it's more about you really get swept up in the emotion of this photograph when yeah. you look at it. Yeah, it, it's kind of bigger than well, two people, of course, but it's it's kind of bigger than all three of yeah, them. Yeah, it's definitely timeless. Well, Kathleen, mm. I'd like to, to let you know that if you'd ever like to reenact the kiss, mm-hmm. there is a Times Square kiss-in every five years mm. in which people, usually men, are wearing sailor hats mm-hmm. and women are either dressed as nurses or just as themselves. Mm-hmm. And they reenact it. They kind of shut down Times Square and they have this thing called a kiss-in. Oh. And hundreds of people are there and... There are lots of photographs taken, so we'll probably put a few of those yes, up. Yes, yes. We will have a couple of those so, up. And, you know, they're they're in color. They're, they are. And it's slightly different, Times but it's Square cute. Times Square looks different. It's cute, but it's not the same. And, and No, yeah. but if you'd like to, I think there's probably a lot of proposals that day. Possibly. But if you'd like to go to the next one, it's August 14th. 2015. 2015. All right. Bring your chapstick. Three years to get your costume good. (laughs) Exactly. Get the stockings. The stockings with the seams up the back. That's important. Very important. As well as those shoes. I'm not too wild about the shoes, but... (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in this week. Thanks for listening. Hope you learned something that you hadn't known before. Yeah, and it's a little more Mm lighthearted, so I know dismal prisons or abandoned structures, but I promise we'll be getting back to that really soon. Oh yeah, the darkness comes back. This is a dark city, and there are dark stories in this dark city, folks. But you know that already, because you've lived into half the alphabet already. We're almost halfway through the alphabet, people. Yeah, we're actually hoping to put together an event when we finally get to Z, Mm -hmm. so stay tuned and watch our Facebook page for more information about this secret And you can find a link to the Facebook page on just underneath once you're through listening to this podcast. Definitely go take a look. Like it. Yeah, please like us on... Exactly. Mm -hmm. Leave us comments. We leave lots of extra photos, especially for a podcast as Mm photo-heavy as this one is. Images are important. Please go... Exactly. Please go check it out and leave us Mm -hmm. some comments. As we said, if you leave us comments, we'd be more than happy to bring mm-hmm. you up on our on yep. our podcast. And actually, Kathleen, uh, we have a Thomas Durkin really? who apparently left us a really nice note. Well, oh, actually, we have two two comments, uh, lovely comments on our Facebook page. So I'd like to thank Thomas Durkin for saying you guys rock. I'm totally digging the Yay. podcast. <laughs> And we have another comment from Randy Ballesteros. Mm-hmm. 
So Randy Ballestero says, I'm so obsessed with your podcast. I just listened to four of them in a row. So <laughs> good. Makes me miss New York City. Well, come to New York City anytime. And if you're not here, you can catch up on all your New York City history here on ABC Gotham. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next time. Talk to you next time. Bye. For more ABC Gotham, go to our website, abcgotham.podbean.com. Special thanks to Podcasting's Brock. The music for ABC Gotham is by Big Rude Jake. ABC Gotham is a K2 production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved. Me on this night of New York City.